So I recently posted something on my Facebook that ruffled a lot of religious feathers. And that wasn't my intention, but I am okay with that. Because there are topics that are on my heart and on my mind that it's time I speak up about. And when I do, I always get such amazing feedback. My DMs have never been lit up as they were after I posted this. Women I had never talked to before, who honestly I didn't even know that we were friends because we had never had an interaction. And they shared their story with me. They shared how they resonated so much with that message. And so this week's topic is called to more. We are more than wives. We are more than mothers. We are more than servants in the church. And I'm sorry to say that for the religious folk. Maybe this is not for you. I hope you stick around and hear my perspective. But if all you see us as is servants, then we have a problem. But I hope you can stick around and listen and see why I'm so passionate about this. And by the response I received, So many women are too because we love God. We want to serve God. We want to serve the church. We want to serve our neighbor. We want to serve our family. But that's not all we are called to do. We're called to more. We're living out more. We see it. We breathe it. We feel it. And we're excited about it. And so we're not going to let these old mentalities that are so outdated. Because if you think about Jesus' perspective on women, it's very different than what a lot of churches are preaching. Not every church, okay? Not every church, not every pastor believes this way. I didn't specify any church, any pastor, any thought leader. I just specified something, an interaction that I had. So we were having a conversation about the fact that I no longer work in the church as I used to before I got married. For those of you who don't know, I was a ministry leader for over 15 years, half my life. And I worked in many ministries, but the main thing I did was produce, create, direct, edit the TV program for over 15 years. And so I worked full time in the church, basically, from the age of, you know, 16 or so and did missionary work and all these things. So then my schedule changed after I got married, even though I continued to work in the church for over two years after getting married. So, you know, we were having this dialogue and then the person said, yeah, but I understand because your priority is them pointing at my husband and kids. And I said, no, actually, my priority is me and then them. And they replied, no, you're a servant. You come way later. Like, you know, worry about yourself later. Right now, just worry about your family. And I said, no, that's where the church is wrong. And you have that erroneous thinking. But then the conversation ended there. And I would have loved to continue to dialogue about it. Because honestly, I do like to have a healthy dialogue and disagreement and have other perspectives. But unfortunately, that conversation got cut off. The person ignored me and just walked away. So I think of the story of Martha and Mary where Jesus celebrates Mary for filling her cup. Martha is working herself to the bone. She's trying to prove her worth. She's trying to fill a role that society has expected of her to be the servant. And Mary drops everything to sit at the feet of Jesus and say, what I need right now is you. I can't do other things. I can't be bothered with other things because what I need right now is you. So she was applauded for doing nothing but taking in his presence. And Martha thought she'd be celebrated for working herself to death and her sister was the one approved. So Martha ended up bitter and exhausted on top of missing the presence because she was too distracted with serving. And that is a whole word, okay? Mary could have never done that had she not put her needs first. So while it's convenient for women to be told they should only hope to be half as worthy as their male counterparts, the truth is that most men can't walk two steps in our shoes because society has conditioned us to believe that a man doing one thing well is a hero and a woman putting all of life's pieces together is just a woman and a wife. That's your role. 
You shouldn't complain. That's what you signed up for. You should be honored to do those things for your family and to be the martyr. And you know what? No, I am not about that life. And say what you want to say. I really don't care if people have things to say about me to my face, online, on the podcast, in heaven. (laughs) I'm kidding. But you know what I mean? Like that won't stop me anymore. And that's part of me living out authenticity because When you are quiet on the things that matter to you, when you're quiet on the messages that are stirring in your heart, you don't feel fulfilled. You don't feel authentic. Now, we have like our business side of us and then we have our other side. And then we feel like a lot of times we can't merge them together. This opinion on who women are in the church and in society doesn't necessarily fit my marketing, but you know what? I don't care. And that's the part of living authentically that I have reached for, that I have worked for, and now I am living that out because it doesn't matter what someone thinks about my opinion. What matters to me and what's important to me is the women who can say, yes, I feel that. Yes, I'm struggling with that. I'm so glad I'm not alone. How do I move forward with this? How do I move through these emotions? Instead of just being stuck in a limbo of, what other people think, I'm afraid to upset this person, I'm afraid because this person's a loud mouth and they have a bigger voice and a bigger platform than me and those kinds of things that just keep us stuck and honestly start to deteriorate our relationship with God, with others, with ourself and the dreams that we have. And so I'm just not going to stand for that anymore and I'm totally okay with anyone not agreeing with me. I don't expect everyone to agree with me, but I know a lot of people do and that's who I'm doing this for and that's who I really hope lands on this podcast because you can't speak a message like this to just fall on deaf ears. What I want is for people who are in this limbo to say, I know I'm called to more. I know I want to do more. I know that God has called me to more because, you know, the irony of all this is that these sort of opinions, these sort of messages are preached by men. I rarely see a woman saying something like this from the altar. And that's very convenient. Again, not a popular opinion and that doesn't matter. But I think we can all see that. We can all agree that in the pastoral body of people who have a platform The common theme is the Proverbs 31 woman, the woman that wakes up at 4 a.m. to fulfill the needs of her family, the woman that even in some perspectives takes on the role of fighting the spiritual battle, which is also not extremely biblical because the man has to be the priest of the house. Now, listen, I'm not here to dissect the Bible. That's not what this episode is about. And I know that every verse has its context. Every verse has its background and, you know, all of that. That's not what this is about. We're sticking to the topic of we are called to more as women and the people that want to live that out are my people. So what I gathered most from this interaction is that we have a long way to go as far as people seeing how women's roles have evolved in the church or lack thereof. We have a long way to go, but my generation is not a spoon-fed generation. We are the catalyst for change, you know, and my generation, the millennials, have created the deconstructing movement and which is just heresy to the church, right? And so they're sitting back, peeling back all of the denominational teachings all of the cultural teachings that have been interweaved with the messages. And they're saying, who is Jesus? What does he want for my life? And how can I live that out? Not necessarily staying out of a church and doing your own thing, because it is nice to be a part of a church body of people that love you and a place that you can go and get fed. But what they're saying is, I want to peel back all the layers of things that have been put on me over the years. 
because it doesn't feel right anymore. It doesn't feel like it's caught up with what our needs are. And unfortunately, a lot of church leaders will say, well, no, because the Bible is the same. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is true. But we have to catch up with the times. Were they talking about purity on social media? Or what I mean is, you know, not getting into unpure things on social media in 1960? No, but we should probably have some messages about that and about, you know, how accessible pornography is to men, women, and kids, not just men. And all of these things that we really need to open our eyes to, to start serving in the right and relevant way that people need right now. And that's not adulterating the Bible. That is not adulterating the scripture. What it is, is making the gospel relevant to the needs that we have right now. Because people are looking to find their place. People are looking to belong. And people are looking to heal. But if our only message is you have to be in this box and you can't even dare think about being more than that because how dare you want to earn more money than your husband? How dare you want to work a nine to five and send your kids to daycare? You know, let the man be the breadwinner. And again, this is not to any specific church or person. This is a thought that is out there that is detrimental to the growth of women as human beings. And over the years, I have explored different avenues of online business. And the thing is, the core of everything I've always wanted to do is to help women be and live and see, experience the best version of who they are. And now as a communication coach, I'm helping you speak your message in the way that only you can do, whether that be in your marketing, to your husband, to your family, speaking those boundaries that you have been trying to establish for years and you just haven't been able to do it because you've been missing that piece of clear communication. Because the key in communicating, especially in your real life relationships, is to communicate without offending and still setting your line in the sand of what you will no longer accept in your life. So until the church starts stepping up to the modern day things that we need as women, you might continue to see a decline in attendance because women have stepped into bigger roles. Now we have these things like the online space, coaching, service providers. We are able to build our own world in the click of a button and it is the most beautiful and empowering thing. And so I I encourage any church leader that is hearing me to open your ears and open your heart and open your spiritual eyes to see that Women are so much more than the roles that we are traditionally given. We recognize that and we are acting on it. And so I want you to incorporate something in your church that has to do with building a woman's self-esteem. Because the thing is, when we want women to participate in the church, it's to cook for, you know, Women's Day retreat, to cook for the men's retreat, to help in Sunday school. And like, those are great things. But Again, it doesn't help us build up who we are as people outside of those roles. I found that in most events that are geared towards women, it's to help them be better mothers. It's to help them be more submissive or obedient or happy wives. And so like there's nothing that really truly focuses on the desire of the woman, the dream of the woman. What did that six-year-old girl want? Where is that now in whatever stage of life she's in? Because that dream is still there. That six-year-old girl is still there. 
we want to pretend like we just jump into these roles so eagerly, so happily, like we're lucky to be married and have kids. And yes, that is a wonderful thing. But it's not the only thing that many women want nowadays. And I think the church has to catch up with that to be able to stay relevant. And so this wasn't a whole thing about what the church should and shouldn't do, right? We started as our women servants, our women servants in their home, in the church, in their job, wherever they are, according to the historic perspective, right? And so, yes, we can be servants. We can love with all our heart. We, we can do all of those things, but not at the expense of us. That's where my message differs. Not at the expense of us. We have seen, especially in the Latino community, we have seen so much martyrdom, so much senseless suffering. And we don't want to continue that. We don't want our daughters to see us in miserable relationships because we need someone to support our family. And a lot of times it's not even necessary, but we don't have the support in place, especially starting in the church, to be able to make difficult decisions in life. And I I really encourage any church leader to be able to expand on this, think about this, meditate on this, pray on this. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm right. I could be 100% wrong about everything I just said. And hopefully if I am, you know, God will put that in my heart. But right now I am passionate about it. I don't think I'm wrong. I do think that God is using my voice to at least plant the seed, right? To at least put a new thought in people's head of maybe this might be a little bit different. Maybe this is okay. Maybe it is okay that I get to leave the house and do something for myself without having to bring back a gift to my kids. And, you know, all these little steps that tell us you are an individual person. That's okay. You are what makes your family so great. But when you're losing the essence of who you are, then that becomes difficult because then you're just running off of fumes. You're just a machine, right? And that's where a lot of bitterness and resentment and anger comes in. And that's where a lot of times we see women, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old getting a divorce. And you're like, oh, I never saw it coming. She was just such a dedicated mom and wife and her kids are, you know, off to college. They're doing so well. And now in that stage of life, she has put her big girl panties on and said, it's my time. And it's surprising to everyone. But that desire has been there since forever. It never goes away. We always are striving as human beings, men and women, to be able to say, what am I here for? What am I good at? What is my purpose? What is my calling? And somehow that becomes wrong when you are married and you have kids. Like, no, no, you don't have a calling anymore. You need to be your husband's little helper. You know, like, okay, the church doesn't say that. That's that's my words. That's my words. Clarifying, right? You need to be your husband's like help, right? You need to carry the burden for him. Just let him live out his ministry and and you be the filter of everything else. Let him just go uh, burden free up on the altar because he needs to be, you know, nice and light to be able to minister and you take all the family's problems. And, you know, I just don't agree with that. I don't. I don't. And that might be unpopular. I don't think it's all that unpopular. I think it's just not that spoken about. And I'm willing to speak about it. And and, and I am. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who showed up for that post that 
sparked this whole topic. Thank you for being honest and sending me your DMs and saying, I am struggling with finding my place in the church again. I grew up in the church. I don't know where I fit in now. You know, I have a business. I'm, I'm really doing well in my business. My family's doing well. But like, I, I don't fit in because it's almost like if you've outgrown the role of what a church expects you to be, but you want to be in church and you love God and you want that church family. So it's like, well, what do I do now? I have to dim my light because I'm outshining others and I don't want them to feel bad, but I've worked so hard to be who I am now. So now where do I go? And it's a really hard place to be in. It's a really hard limbo. And I encourage you to keep exploring who you are. Keep exploring who God wants you to be. I guarantee God doesn't want you to not grow in your talents. I guarantee God doesn't want you to stop trying to grow in your calling, whatever that may look like. God, I don't think will ever say, stop growing too big. Stop getting too smart. You know, I don't think that that's the way that God would say. But when we do these things, the church doesn't really know where to put us because we don't fit in those boxes of you're such a good wife and mom because you bake the brownies for the kids on the summer camp. Maybe I'm getting into Ramble City here. I am really glad that I was able to talk about this. Please, I have my information in the show notes of my email, my DM. Please email me and let me know how this episode opened your eyes. What's one thing you took away from this? I love hearing about that. I love talking about the things I love, and but I also love knowing that people are enjoying it. Now, if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, I do have a program right now that's called Evolve, where I teach you how to communicate clearly in your business and in your personal life. I teach you how to set those boundaries, not only how to set them because we've all set boundaries a thousand times with everyone around us, but how to have your own back during those moments where the boundaries are violated and to be able to stand and say, this is what I want and this is what I'm willing to do to make sure I get that. And then the last thing we work on is your authenticity, how you show up online, because we're all in this rinse and repeat kind of cycle that we're taught and we don't all love that. Some people do. Maybe you don't. And if you don't, then we need to reevaluate what part of your business does not feel authentic to you. What are the things you're saying that you don't really care about anymore? And I had to do that with myself. And you know, all of this takes radical honesty with yourself. Radical honesty, because if you're just continuing to just, you know, put salve on your wounds and say, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just, I'll keep talking about this because it's what's been working. I don't want, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, it is broke because it's not feeling good to you anymore. And so I want you to give yourself a minute of radical honesty and say, if I didn't have the bills, if I didn't have the kids, if I didn't have the reputation, what would I be talking about? What would I be saying? What's that message that I keep turning the volume down on in my heart? I just don't want to push anybody's buttons and I don't want to talk about it. But at the same time, I'm dying to talk about it. And I'm not saying it has to be controversial. I'm not saying it has to be something that's going to stir up a Facebook war. That's the last thing we want, right? When we're trying to live authentically and and speak the things that are on our hearts. This was not, you know, the post that I had was not to start a war. It wasn't to do, and it didn't because I didn't allow it because I have my boundaries in place. Oh, it could have gotten real ugly. It could have gotten real ugly real fast because I'm a petty Latina and I can get nasty. I can get ugly. 
and it just comes natural to me, baby. And so I have my boundaries in place with myself that I will not stoop to a certain level. And I have my boundaries in place of that which I will allow in my world. And so I wouldn't let you open the door to my house and start talking trash about me. I'm not going to let you come into my world and talk trash about me, right? My online world. And so I'll block you with a quickness. (laughs) And that's things people don't say. Like, why not? This is the internet. Life is too short and the internet is too easy to block someone to let someone take your peace. And so the point of it is I've learned to manage uncomfortable situations or situations where other people are uncomfortable and they're trying to poke at me and I maintain my dignity because I have my boundaries in place. So if that's something that you struggle with, that's something we will work on. And I'm so passionate about that. So if this is something you are interested in, then let's talk about it. Send me a DM or send me an email, whatever is easier for you. And let's talk about it and see if it's a good fit because I want to work with you. I want you to be where I am now that I can say things like what I said and honestly know and feel to my core in my spirit that I am not bothered if someone else is bothered by it because I know I am speaking my my experience in my heart and if this is on my heart it's because someone else needs it. And so a lot of times we deny our message, deny our message, deny our message and the other person is on the other line waiting for you to give it to them and waiting for you to free them. But in the things that we work in in my six-week program, we'll start peeling back all the things that are stopping you from getting there. I really, really, really want to know your thoughts on this. Share it with someone. Share it with someone who is a woman in the church or has a different opinion or whatever. Spark a conversation with it and say, hey, what do you think about this girl's opinion on women being servants and women in the church and women in society in general? And it'll get some really good conversation going. Thank you for your time. I will see you in my next episode.